This is a rebroadcast of my radio show, Astrology Today, which aired on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and Powell River. I will be your host, uh, Maureen Reed, and I am again sharing my duties this week with astrologer Jill Kirby from Victoria. Say hello, Jill. Hello, Jill. <laughs> You're so literal, honey. Ah, oh, but it worked. Yay. We had I had a bit of a misfiring this morning. Um and yeah, wasn't what I was expecting at all. Um because when I sort of looked at what was happening today, I noticed that uh we got a bunch of zeros happening, right? We're moving into Sagittarius, correct? Yep. And we have the moon will be entering into Pisces, and Venus is entering into, or leaving Scorpio? Let me think. Which way is it? I did have it. Oh, <laughs> dear. You'd almost think that I'm suffering from, yeah, no, Venus is moving into Scorpio. So, yeah, yeah it's right. it's currently conjunct my own Venus, which, oh, nice. yeah, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> but the ascendant is in Capricorn, and maybe that's why my back is not happy. Although in less than a few minutes, it's going to go into Aquarius, which is kind of nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. leave my back alone. Yay! Okay, so um, Jill probably, yeah, because you probably haven't listened to many of my podcasts. But in the summer, I was doing anonymous chart stuff. Just to give okay. people, you know, a sample of not so much the um, the reading per se, because when you're in a cons consultation with an astrologer, of course, it's a back and forth, right? It's a dialogue. Yeah. yeah. But what I was giving people was uh, an opportunity to see our process or my process, right? You know, right. where I start, what I look at. And I was giving comments about it. And to the people who were willing to be guinea pigs on the show, um, right. you know, I did get some pretty positive feedback. So I know that, you know, it is better when, you know, when we can have a back and forth dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I gave up doing any, any sessions where I had to just go blind and not know anything about the person and not have a dialogue. Right. Because yeah it, 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 and for one thing i find that the dialogue i always record the sessions so they yeah. can hear what, what we've done and i i think what i say is sometimes not even as important as what they themselves are saying exactly because that is a very important point yes because what comes up you know they may not realize it until they listen back again and, and so i think you know it's valuable not only from what, what the astrologer is saying, but for what client comes up with themselves. Yes. Yeah, in, I in would wholeheartedly. So I, see that, I see that is so important. And I find that looking at this chart, I'm like, yeah, I would ask him this. And I would, <laughs> yeah. And so 
I think, um, because I do know this person, um, I think that we can still ask the questions. Obviously, we're not going to get an answer. Um, but um, yeah, it will, it will probably add more to what he might get out of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. so let me just pull up my little notey things here. Okay, so we're looking at an anonymous guy um, and uh, the question that we're going to look at and give an astrological perspective on is who might be uh, the one as in a <laughs> long-term happy relationship. And so astrology is very good at sort of delineating um, kind of a cartoon picture. Obviously, you know, the people we do pick are, you know, they're not going to follow this cartoon to the T by any stretch, but there will be qualitative things that um, will be obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, in terms of relationships, what's really important is our relationship to ourselves. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because that comes before any other. And if you haven't worked that out, yes. then the other one is not going to solve it for you. <laughs> so yes, that is, again, that, very good point. Yes. That I think is is the, uh, the trap in that question. It is. It is. Because I'm looking for somebody who's going to fix this for me because I haven't fixed it for myself. And that's not going to work. So, yep. you know, that's sort of a basic thing to establish, I think, right off the bat. That yes. We, you know. And looking at person, what they're looking for in a relationship, what their capacity is for relationship, yeah. and all of that within themselves, and what, why that is, and all that. That's where I think the astrology comes in really handy and helpful in understanding that kind of stuff. Aha, uh -huh. and so I would I would agree totally with that. And I'll also bring in the part about I know for in my own process of, you know, a new client walks in the door with this kind of a question. One of the things that I always look at is where are they in their Saturn cycle? Okay. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, that too speaks to the maturity that you're talking about. And so yeah. this gentleman is coming up to his first Saturn return. Yeah. And so that lets me know that because he's so close to that, that all of his personality has stepped forward. Now, whether or yeah. not, as you were saying, he has come up to speed with all of those pieces, the next few years will be the test, right? Of just yeah. how mature are we? Where, where have we sort of hidden something in the closet and gone, oh, well, I really don't think I'd never need to deal with that. Yeah, Saturn will pull it out and go, yeah, here you go. And especially as we will see as we venture into his chart, just where his Saturn is placed, which is kind of critical. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, well, the other thing you mentioning Saturn, I think Saturn rules the skeleton, and in that sense, it's the skeletons in the closet sometimes. Ah, good. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Okay, so let's just give our listening audience a little bit of a preview. So this guy was born March the second, nineteen ninety-two. Um, he has a Leo rising. Moon in Aquarius and Sun in Pisces. Now, his chart in both house systems is up on my website, www.cardinalastrology.ca. And so if you want to follow along with uh, our little expose on this chart, then uh, by all means, go to that <laughs> website and pull up the chart. 
So, and I thought, and I sent you the notes, that we'd start with just a little bit about the preliminaries. So I'll give the Hellenistic rundown, and then I'll switch it back to you. Okay, so from a Hellenistic perspective, this is a day chart, which means that Jupiter and Saturn will work in his favor, while Venus and Mars can pose problems. They are of the night sect. Okay, so the sun, the ruler of the ascendant, falls in his eighth house. So his life will be drawn to be with folks in a collaborative way. Shared power, shared resources, sharing in things like death and inheritance and all those other wonderful eighth house things. Okay, Leo rising gives him presence. Okay, and being with other will carry an intensity where boundaries can be lost. Merging is a tricky edge to walk. Now, the sun is co-present with Mercury, and in Hellenistic way of looking at things, it's really nice to see that Mercury is not within 15 degrees of the sun. It's just outside of that, and it is still moving away. Um, Otherwise, if Mercury is closer, then it can get swallowed up by the sun, where being able to notice the monkey mind gets a little more difficult. But his is far enough away, so that's good. The uh, Mercury, in Hellenistic point of view, in the 8th is kind of neutral here. Um, And with the fact that it is in mutual reception with Jupiter, that helps that Mercury out. Um, Jupiter, of course, is opposed the sun. Uh, the difficulties presented by the eighth house has the power to ba- bounce back because that Jupiter is of the sect in favor. And so it can confer some help, definitely. Um, but the problem would be is if his working life and his self-esteem are not in good shape, then that Jupiter might not help. Okay, so Jill, from your point of view, the... <laughs> the main three components. Okay, well, yeah, Sun and Pisces, I think, often Pisces, to me, Pisces can be the most difficult of the signs because there aren't clear boundaries. There's, yes. It's a very nebulous sign, and I think the Sun is, it's a circle, it's our identity, it's like, and so Sun and Pisces is often like, I don't know who I am, I can be whatever you need me to be, because there's the chameleon kind of flow with Mm -hmm. Pisces and you know with the opposition to Jupiter he could probably be a good actor ah Um, yeah yeah um especially with the Leo rising you know um Mm -hmm. performing yeah 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 (laughs) and and that may that may not be helpful in a way just because he may not know when he's acting and when he's not Right. Yes. With the being in Pisces and Mercury, yeah, it's not it's not too close to the sun, but it's not in a different sign. So there's still that muddiness in terms of yeah, yeah. Mercury is totally not happy in Pisces. Not happy yeah. in Pisces. It's 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 Mercury wants clear thinking and logic and reason, and yeah. Pisces is is all emotion. So you know it's it's and and interestingly, of course, we've got the Moon, which is the emotions in an air sign where Mercury would be much happier. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and the moon is, is not comfortable in, in Aquarius. No. I notice he's, he's just had his, his lunar return today. Oh, okay. I hadn't looked at that. Yeah, right now the moon's at 2547. 
Aquarius. So it's just past. Oh, wow. Okay. So the fact that I'm, you know, in the seventh house, so it's, it's appropriate to be doing this with Moon in his seventh. Ah, cool. So not just the fact that Saturn's coming up, but yeah. So in terms of of timing, I think. Yeah. So just so that the folks understand what she's talking about is the progressed moon, correct? No, transiting. Oh, transit. Oh, just even literally to the day. Oh, here I'm thinking it's. No, I'm talking today. I just I just pulled up today's transit just because it's this moment, because we are starting this now. And so it's interesting to look at what the moment is about really yes yes and, exactly and the ascendant is, is yeah early Aquari- early aquarius so there's a you know pointing to that seventh house a bit yep that yeah and it aquarius. just it just moved into aquarius yeah it's yep. three degrees of in terms yeah. of the ascendant and uh and yeah so the other thing, yeah the other thing i would i always notice with sun and moon is when they are in signs that are next door to each other, yes, that can be very troubling because they don't they see nothing, each other. Nothing in common, and they yeah. don't see each other. And so, and it's kind of like here's this split personality. I've got yeah. my moon in Aquarius, where I'm logical and <laughs> with my emotions, which is not great. <laughs> Whereas the sun, which would like to be more logical, because <laughs> you know it's the yang version which is more yes logically and more centered um is in pisces um can be all over the map so that yes to me itself is something that can be very challenging for the individual to come to terms with in themselves yes yeah understand how do i understand myself yeah and why why do i behave the way i do (laughs) (laughs) okay so when we're looking at a relationship signature and ergo in this case who we might be looking for um, traditionally both back in the hellenistic day and even in modern times we would always look to the seventh house and so lots of times a chart will come up and it'll be literally empty there won't be any action in the seventh but it always has a ruler and so depending on which house system, there can be a difference there in what the astrologer looks at. But in this case, we have a packed seventh house. And um, I know in my own notes that, you know, the first thing that always comes to my mind with the seventh house is, have we been able to own this, right? Can we, because the seventh house is where when we're not terribly conscious or self-aware, we can project almost everything that's in the seventh house on somebody else. You do this, I don't have to do it without realizing that, yeah, maybe you do have to do it. So that wasn't a particularly strong, well, it wasn't a strong concept at all with the ancient version. They basically just said uh, foreign, Okay, so travel can be part of the seventh house. The wife, because typically astrology was only done for men back then. (laughs) So, of course. course. Um, But obviously, it can be, you know, either the wife or the husband or the partner in... um, The other. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so, but once we start placing other planets in there, we're going to have to dig in here to have a look. And so um, in 
your house system, the only big difference is the placement of Mars, because yeah, yeah. it's within it's it's a degree away from the, the descendants. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so your stuff. To me, and because of its conjunct Saturn, I would pull that into that stellium because it yeah. can't be separated. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So each of us are going to take um, a wander through this packed seventh house. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm going to start with uh, the moon. Jill may start somewhere else. Um, okay. So. The moon in Hellenistic, they see the ascendant as personal to the person, the ruler of the ascendant as personal to the person. So in this gentleman's case, he has Leo rising. So that sun in Pisces is very much personal to him. Uh, obviously, the Leo rising is. But the moon is the other personal planet. And so as we were talking about earlier, he's put this in the seventh house. So like that that problem of, you know, a moon sign and a sun sign being right next door to each other, the Hellenistics see that as they, because their idea of aspects is literally about sight lines. And so they too totally agree that Pisces cannot see Aquarius. And so there is this, I wouldn't say rift, but, um, there will come a time for this individual to have to, yeah, find a way to bring those two pieces together. Yeah. Okay. Now, luckily for the moon, um, it has uh, its ruler. Okay. So the moon is personal to the individual. Um, It, you know, will play the classic Aquarian detached. And and I suspect when he's doing that, it's probably because the Pisces has no idea what's up (laughs) inside. Yeah, well, she, also, she's it. Also, yeah, go well, ahead. Well, also, the moon is the unconscious. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, and you have to work to bring that piece forward. Absolutely. But in this case, he's really going to have to work at it. In his favor, from a <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, from a Hellenistic point of view, is the fact that Saturn, which is the malefic of the sect in favor, making it not difficult, one that he can master. Um, is in its own sign. So this is a piece that once he wrestles it back from possibly projecting it, um, it will start to help. Um, And he can make boundaries. Uh, Now, okay, so that was just my little piece on the moon. Um, Why don't you go ahead with your take on the seventh house and Venus? Okay, well, first I'd like to mention the moon. Cause, okay, two, yeah. Because if I'm looking at the moon in the seventh there, I'm noticing that there's a very close square to the Pluto in the fourth house. Yes. And I'm going to want to know about his family environment growing up and his relationship with his mother in particular. The moon is a symbol for the, the feminine, yes. particularly the mother. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not her who she is and how other people would see her, but it's how this individual might see her. Yeah. So I can, I can make a small interjection here just to let you know. Um, His mom pioneered. um, So this is close to 30 years ago because his sister is older than him. Um, She went the route of homeschooling. 
She did okay. not have these children until after her own Saturn return. And when she started down the road of homeschooling, she received a lot of flack, not just from her family. Unfortunately, I was one of them because what do you mean homeschooling? Because I'm thinking, you know, how is this person going to learn how to socialize? Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, um, so, um, and she is also a Pisces, okay, born the day before his birthday. So she's the first, Mm -hmm. he's the second. Okay, so I just thought I'd give that, because I didn't mention that to Jill. Yeah. Yeah, well, and and I think I, I often see Pluto in the fourth as well, it can be family secrets, something that's buried yeah, there. In, yeah. in I think thing. here it's um, it's more historical damage that is um, because his mom's father was in the Second World War. Uh, yeah. You know, her own uh, mother and father did a split. Yeah. Anyway, so well, there, yeah, there is baggage, historical baggage. Well, and to me, Moon in, in Aquarius, there's a de- his perception of her is somehow detached. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not a warm, fuzzy kind of mama to him. Mm-hmm. Because Moon in Aquarius is not a warm, fuzzy moon. No, know? it isn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, and so, you know, just I think when you have a square, close square like that, especially to Egil. Pluto <laughs> in his own sign down in the anchoring it forth. Um, that I think is significant and I'd, I'd want to kind of dig into that. Right, you know, right. Was... What was your, so the questions would be around what was your relationship like with your mom? With mom, with the family in general. I mean, the fourth yeah. house is family. It's our roots. It's where we come yeah. from. Yes, it can be historical, but it can, you know, a lot of families have secrets. Oh, totally. Yes. And if they're secrets, you don't know them. And sometimes what you don't know does hurt you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's there and somebody knows it. And it's affecting the environment. Right, okay? yeah. So to me, that, that would be just, I would... I yes, would dig in, in that, that dialogue room. piece. Yeah, exactly. And find out more about it. Because Pluto is power. Yeah. Who had, the power, who had the power in that home? Yes. And it may have been mom. And it may, that may have made her less warm and fuzzy and, you know... Yeah, that's going that's going to affect it's you know moon is not that far away from Venus. No, it isn't. Um, yeah, they are they are the two fem- feminine symbols. So we're looking at his feminine side here. Yeah, both in Aquarius, both in Aquarius, and both you know, well Venus close enough to Saturn to have a conjunction. So that I, I, it's hard to look at that that tri- trio of Mars, Saturn, uh, Venus separate from one another because they are oh yeah no they're all co-present yeah you really really have to look at them together as yeah. a group and and it's an interesting group you've got yeah a, what are sort of polar opposites in venus and mars masculine and feminine yep and, and then you've got, got this you know Saturn right in the middle of that. yeah and, and you know like are we mature enough to work with mars venus yeah right well, the other aspect of Saturn is a perfectionism. Uh, um, I have to be perfect. Oh. I have to get, I have to okay. get this right. Okay. right. There's a tendency to overcompensate where Saturn is in the chart. Hmm. Because, yeah, you're working on something. You're you're trying to gain the maturity. Yes, yeah, really yeah. <laughs> so 
you do that through, you know, school of hard knocks kind of reality, yes. right? Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So, but there are expectations often with Saturn. That is and, true. Yeah. And so with Saturn, right in, in the uh, early in the seventh there, especially conjunct those two other personal planets, it, there's a lot of expectations for him, I think. Maybe he perceives them as from from other people, but I think they're his expectations of himself. He's as trying well. to get a really a really high mark that's oh, probably yeah. un, probably unattainable, and that's what he's looking for in a relationship. As well, okay, he's yes. The, he's not just looking for the one; he's looking for the perfect one. Okay, so us old. being the old ladies that we are, we're going, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> well, being an Aquarius, I was thinking, Aquarius is a very airy sign, right? So it's yeah. all about things. It's the thought process. The, the, yeah. You know, how, and I, I, I can see him having a very detailed list of qualities that this person must have that, you know, they got to be my best friend. They got to be my, you know, wonderful lover. They got to be that you know, the impossible standard, which is not unusual and, and not, yeah. you know, yeah. limited to somebody with this setup, but this sort of boosts it to. Yeah, another level. Over yeah. the top, right? So, yeah. And so what you're describing can also be um, a whole attitude that he may have attracted to him, right? As in projected, where he invites somebody in to try to do relationship and they want him to be perfect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Or he'll perceive that. Yeah. It, it, there's the not good enough thing. Yeah. Yeah. With Saturn. And here it's, uh, I'm not good enough as a man. Yep. You know, and, you know, I'm not good enough at, you know, being a lover or being, a, you know, compassionate or being whatever Venus yeah. represents. Yeah. And nurturing and all those things. So it's not good enough at all. And then, so yeah, you might project that onto the other person, but it's yours to resolve. We all exactly, have to resolve. exactly. We all, have, we all have that not good enough piece somewhere because we are yep. trying to live up to standards that were set when we were kids. You know, yes, yeah, Saturn, exactly. Saturn is very, very kind of it tends to be a paternal kind. Again, you've got the opposites there of the Moon and, and Saturn. In the yes, sun. exactly. Which is you know that pulls but, in that whole. Um, you know, tenth, fourth house piece, and, and yeah. he may per may perceive his parents as having, I don't know, a perfect relationship that he'll never. Well, they have. his parents have stuck through thick and thin. Um, okay. You know, they're uh, they got married really young um, yep. and traveled the world first before they had children. And right. uh, his his mom is. Uh, a Pisces, his dad is a Taurus, and right. uh, they have stayed in the family home for, oh, I, it's got to be close to 30 years now. Yeah. Right. So, so in a sense, it's like, well, the bar is really high, right? Yes. I got yeah. to do it as well or better than that. Ah, yeah. And as long as you're comparing, and we, there's a tendency to compare with. Saturn. Oh, of course we do. Of course. I mean, the model that we see as children. Um, you know, one of my shticks that I usually, you know, talk to younger clients with is the whole idea that, um, you know, if I'm a woman, I'm going to marry my dad because I can do it way better than mom did or vice versa. 
you know, yeah, I'm so going to marry my mom because my dad just really didn't understand mom. And, you know, yeah. so we, we all go through those hurdles um, before we finally are able to truly separate and see ourselves um, for who we are and not these stories yeah. that come out of childhood. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I think that he has a very complicated picture to, to yeah. sort out for himself there. And it's harder to sort it out when you've got such an emphasis on that side of the chart. Yes. And to me, yeah. with the, as I met heaven, I see dividing the chart in half. That hemisphere is about others. Yeah, exactly. And okay, so I'll cut in here and give a little bit more on the Hellenistic side. So uh, yeah. as Jill was saying, I mean, we do have this this huge emphasis on seventh house and so you know in my way of looking at a chart it's like relationships are not optional you know I mean we can't say to this person ah don't worry about relationships just you know go do your own thing no (laughs) life will constantly say this is where you're most growth and learning and blah 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 is going to happen and as it turns out in the work that he does he works very much one-on-one and right. in groups he does both um, yeah. he teaches and he also does promotional work which is that sun jupiter opposition as well but right. with um with the hellenistic thing of course we look at how happy in terms of who is in that seventh house and so as i was saying before saturn bonus points in aquarius it can it can perform its saturn duties really well but what also is interesting is the night sect planets which are moon venus and mars are all together in that house and i found that as just like huh it will be Um, something that I'm going to bring up to my Hellenistic study group just to see what their take on having that. Now, from my course that I took, it it said that it's much better if the sect group, which is not of the chart, okay, so this is a day sect, I'm talking about the night sect group, if they're all together, then they're not as troublesome. And so I saw that and I went, oh, okay, there is hope. (laughs) Um, Yeah, oh yeah, there's always hope. But, you know, you want, um, I mean, there are charts and there are charts. Um, Anyway, so what I looked at, say again. No, I was just going to say the other thing with Pisces is there's an idealism with Pisces. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's that merging quality. Right when where it becomes it, boundless, but, yeah. But but also but also the tendency to idealize things and to, you know, have the imagining of what it could be. Kind yes. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially opposite Jupiter. I mean, that just. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So. Um, so Venus herself. So now we get into more of the nitty gritty from the Hellenistic perspective. It is separating from Saturn. Yay. Okay, because it's way more difficult if it's applying. And that whole Venus Saturn thing, I have that myself personally. Uh, my Venus is applying 
to the conjunction to Saturn. And I have to say that um, successful relationship was not on my docket until um, my midlife, like until after yeah. Uranus opposition. Um, yeah, but yeah. it does say uh, that the ancients did see that, you know, later in life, there would be success. So, you know, and with his being separated, he may not have to wait so long is what um, that looked like to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so and the other thing is, is that Saturn is exalted in a Venus ruled sign. And that played a part in how the Hellenistic people would have looked at the chart. And so that again, takes a little bit off of the difficultness of Saturn Venus. Okay, so from my point of view, what will be critical is the whole understanding of this is me, this is you, can we walk together? Like that separation thing. Um, has to be worked through. Um, It can't be left to chance. Okay, so then I looked at, um, okay, so uh, let me just, I'm reading my notes here. Okay, so Mars is not necessarily happy in Aquarius. He would have been happier if he had stayed in Capricorn, in which he's exalted. Uh, But he, um, he is constrained. Now, having... Mars and the moon and the same sign. That is a difficult combination because it can speak to um, a kind of unrestrained rage thing. Like if we get angry, it's just, woof. but we've got Saturn in between. So again, that I see as a help, but knowing what you're pissed off with, that you're pissed off and that it's not the other person, Okay, that to me is going to be um, quite important to grapple with. Um, And he would be seen, I think most people would see him as rarely ever getting angry. But having to own that is going to be an important component. And again, all of this is that whole seventh house projection stuff. Yeah, and I I think for me, Saturn is also about repression and suppression yeah exactly like i'm not gonna go there but mm. and you know especially with venus there it's like which one do i go to well i guess i better hide with venus and and maybe mom's sort of (laughs) taught him that (laughs) yeah you don't do anger it's not nice well yeah yeah exactly that can be a lesson he's learned but it's not helpful if you're not able to own it no no and own it yeah exactly exactly yeah the other thing i was looking at with that stellium um in terms of venus and mars they very much involve the fourth and tenth house yes yeah because you've got got mars mars and venus both ruling the tenth in in my version because i've got an intercepted taurus in the tenth Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So they both they both rule both houses. So the parents are a big deal here. Yes. To me, in in this whole picture, and so again, okay. it comes yeah. back, I think it comes back to that. You know, if they had this, what he perceives as an idyllic relationship, mm-hmm. that's a, that's going to be. You know, if he doesn't get there, then he's failed. Yes. Yeah, which, and with, yeah. With, with Saturn there, failure is not an option. So, you know, it's, yeah. Uh, 
it's a big mountain to climb for that. But it's what it's what the life is asking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, the other thing I noticed too is Mars is you know an opposition with Chiron in the twelfth. Yes, and so I I think that can be kind of a wound to his masculinity. And I also saw that as, well, the, just the fact that the moon rules that 12th house in the Hellenistic system with whole sign houses, the moon rules that. And it's almost like if he was to take time to uh, be with himself, okay, that that can be a source of um, growth and understanding you yeah, know, but I, yeah. Think, I, think, I think that the lack of, if he's repressing that Mars energy in terms of Mars can be anger. Mm -hmm. And part of Mars anger is about setting boundaries, right? Yeah. And being a, being a Pisces, boundaries are not a strong suit. No, they so aren't. For me, for me, the Saturn can be, when you've got especially the Pisces influence there, it can be a, a tendency to be all Pisces, all flow, no boundary at all. Yes. And then the wall and then the wall is up with yeah. Saturn. So it's it's sort of a all or nothing. I'm either wide open, Pisces yeah. ocean, yeah. or I am Saturn locking the door. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that you know, yes. again, yeah. And if that, and that's a that, dichotomy between that Aquarius yeah. and Pisces, totally. Yeah, and I think in terms of the moon ruling the the twelfth, also in the ancient astrology the 12th was the house of self-undoing exactly and, and or or you could do it upright <laughs> like i mean well, it, well, yeah but it but it's what saturn does saturn has its joy in the 12th right but so. it is but it, saturn's not there chiron is no and i know yeah answers on the cusp and be and the 12th house is what's hidden from us we can't see it because it's behind us right we're born we're born at the ascendant that's true it's our, our psychic closet kind of so again skeletons in the closet saturn um but i think that mars opposition to chiron is pulling in that chiron energy of the need that he that he needs to retreat in order yes. to yeah exactly or in order to heal himself, really, exactly. Chiron, yeah, ultimately, and Chiron, yeah. of course, is, is the the wound that's the hardest to heal. So uh, that's that's yeah. tricky, because I think because of the emphasis on the other side of the chart, he's much more comfortable. He needs other people. To oh tell yeah, him who yeah, is, yeah. Right? And and he is and very social. So so retreating into himself. Yeah. Oh, and it's going to take some work and some dedication and, oh, discipline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's going to so take discipline. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, you know, I think you were talking about his work and I think I was looking at that thinking, this is probably good for business partnership. Oh, yes. He does. And, work, and he works one-on-one -on -one with top elite um but, but uh, relationships that that don't require athletes. that, yeah. Relationships that don't require that emotionalism. No, exactly, because the folks he works with do life and death type athletic stuff, like literally. Yeah. So, yeah. so as a as oh, in yeah. terms of pro profession, which oh, is bonus super, points. Yeah. Great, but not on a personal level. 
Yeah, that no, it doesn't translate. And it would be hard in the world that he travels in um, to possibly to recognize the difference between the types of relationship. Um, yeah. You know, if you're filming people, because that's one of the things he does, is he films yeah. people and he teaches people um, how to do this, like, major athletic work. And, um, yeah, they have to be crystal clear. Or, yeah. yeah, if they, like, zone out, ooh, that could be, like, literally yeah. deadly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, you talk about Saturn ruling the seventh. I see it. I see Uranus as the ruler of Aquarius. Yes, yeah. Um, and, you know, going back to our talk last week, Saturn is an earthy planet. Uh-huh. And I think much more aligned with Capricorn. I think the airiness of Uranus is more suited to Aquarius. Okay, okay, yeah. Huh? Looking at it from our, our more you know, Western, modern astrology. So we've got the ruler of the seventh conjunct, the ruler of his sun sign. Yes, yeah, in the sixth. In the sixth, again, great for working with people. Yes, yeah. Great for, great for creative filming. Yep, yes, no, that is true. Using, using, and using and with, with something that is totally modern, like he has his drone license, and that's part and of the he, way he films, right? So that's and, that Uranus and, sixth, Neptune, yep. And in the sign that Saturn rules. Yep. So again, I think work and... and yeah, and the tenth house. Yeah, yep. let's do career. Let's yeah. do work. Personal. That's not that he can't do personal, but it's it's it's, it's a whole different his, skill set that he's going to have to. It's going to be his most difficult yes. challenge, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. I mean, Saturn return could be interesting for him. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he could. He may learn a lot, but uh, whether he gets to integrate that very challenging stellium with the first Saturn return. I well, we're going to vote that he does. We hope so. We yes, we are going to vote that he does. And, Ju- and Jupiter's going through there first. Yes, Jupiter is. Yeah. Jupiter's so it may um, expand everything to that point of silliness. And then Saturn comes along and goes, okay, what is the reality that you want? Well, Jupiter can lift you up. Saturn can. Bring oh you yeah, no. Hard. Saturn will bring the hardcore truth of reality, yeah. up so, close and personal. Yep. So yeah, I mean, when you've got planets really close to Saturn, your Saturn return is not just as. Oh yeah. No, no, that's true. That's true. I blissfully married on my Saturn conjunct Pluto conjunct Venus conjunct itself, and yeah. I had some really good lessons coming out of that marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had good lessons when Saturn and Pluto came over my ascendant. Yes, exactly. My, my marriage ended. <laughs> yes, and I just started one. Um, just so that folks know, um, Jill and I have just this odd, um, her ascendant is exactly conjunct my descendant and vice versa, which is like, yeah. go figure, you know. Opposite Yes, opposites attract, exactly. So there is hope for our anonymous guy. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I mean, there's always hope. And I, yeah. you know, I, I don't, we, we get the challenges we need. They're not yes, the exactly, exactly. You don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. 
Exactly. And, um, for whatever reason, right? So, yeah, he's he's yeah, and he's got Uranus going through the tenth right now. So I don't know exactly, happened. exactly. And it's so, been, at the same time cool. that he's getting it's his Saturn be- return, he's getting these squares that are yeah. that have been yeah. happening and like right now we've got um he's got the uranus square mars um and yeah. so it's just getting started going through that area yeah, it, it's backing up and it'll come back through yeah. the opposition of mars then saturn then venus and eventually yeah. the moon so yeah. that's that's going to stir things up too so exactly that may be warming them up for his eventual uranus opposition <laughs> Yeah, you know, and and to me, I I often see, you know, we talk about the passages. There was a book out decades ago about passages. Yes. I read read it, and and it was like, well, she's talking about Saturn return, the Uranus opposition. (laughs) Yes. Basically. Yeah. And so, you know, to me, it's, it's, I've always found it interesting. I think women on the whole, and this is not a hard and clap hard and fast rule i think women on the whole tend to do their saturn first saturn return better they take responsibility more because often they're having children yes exactly yeah and that that would be his his sister she's um due for her first child in january yeah right yeah so you know i think you know again it's nothing against men at all but i think because the women tend often in our culture yeah, you know, paternalistic culture to take on the the bulk of the responsibility, certainly in the home, and in modern time, often outworking as well. So, you know, they carry a lot of the weight. Yes, and so yeah. I, not that men get an easy ride with Saturn return, but they often don't aren't forced to learn the lessons the same way. That like is probably true. Yeah. Okay, so I'm. I'm realizing that we still haven't really painted a picture for this guy. And so mm-hmm. let's just do that. We've got about 10, 12 minutes left in the show. So I'll start and and then you follow up. So I'm imagining that the person he's looking for is aware enough to recognize when projections are happening on them and go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, not my anger not my feelings, your feelings. Um, But it will need to be somebody who can, with that uh, Taurus on the midheaven, share his values, uh, what's important. Um, So that has to be uh, part of the picture, that they have that whole Aquarian humanitarian piece where it's future-oriented in the sense of this won't be a traditional relationship, even though... And it really that hasn't been the model that he got really in childhood. Wasn't. Yeah, it really yeah. wasn't the model because his mom broke out of the normative thing and did the whole homeschooling stuff, um, had very much her own career as well as dad having a career. So they're, they're going to have to be able to walk side by side with possibly completely different social circles and that that needs to be okay. Um, and that boundaries is something that are clear and easily defined by the woman. Um, what else was I going to say about this person? Okay, so it also has the whole foreign piece to it. 
And that, again, comes out of the Hellenistic, uh, that Venus rules the 10th and the 3rd. The 3rd is about foreigners as well as the 7th can be about a lot of foreign travel, not necessarily people, but the 3rd does. And so um, they can literally be at the top of their game in whatever profession they're in, in the, with the Venus ruling the the third house um, because traditionally believe it or not the the king and queen the queen was the third the king was the ninth in Hellenistic modeling uh, and so yeah carrying that emotional uh, containment if we're looking at Aquarius moon in a healthy way but not devoid of being in touch with their feelings because there is I think there will be this wonderful wanting of merging but only lost in the moment of true passion otherwise there needs to be good boundary yeah okay your kick at the cat (laughs) (laughs) oh did I say that I shouldn't say it that way that was a really bad analogy (laughs) oh dear Anyway, are, correct yeah, language. We, yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking also at the ascendant where he is, I mean, he is the king of the castle, right? Oh, yeah. And he does have presence. He does have and, presence. And so, you know, I think we have to factor that in as well. So we're focusing on the other here. Um, but Saturn is also tradition and so and you know the whole paternalistic thing so I think there's a piece there that actually does want a traditional kind of relationship okay but, okay but but, oh, but there's other factors so it's yes. not just right so I think there's a piece of him well certainly he wants the stability and the, and the, yes the oh yeah commitment we got fixed signs here that's a lot of fixed energy yeah and and Saturn is long term it's yeah Exactly. You know, commitment and yep. all that stuff yep. for both parties. Yes. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's I, what he's looking for, I think, is somebody, A, who's got the sense of adventure with Mars there. Yep. Yes. That, and is willing to take responsibility for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and again, yes. But we can't make somebody else responsible for our feelings. No, we can't. Exactly. You know, you got, he's got to own that stuff. Yep. And that's going to be a challenge. That's going to be a big challenge. Yeah. So and, the um, woman has to be able to recognize that. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not doing that for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 in in essence, uh, with Aquarius, there, it's almost like he's looking for a best friend. Yes. But yes. The friendship. The friendship yes. needs to come first, and but but he also wants everything else, right? As <laughs> well, of said, course. <laughs> as I said, with, with the Saturn in between those two and and all the rest of it, it's like he's got the laundry list and it's it's you know checking every box. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Um, he's that's what he's looking for, but you know what he attracts is going to be somebody who's going to push those buttons and bring up that stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that it can evolve and be owned, and yeah, yeah I would know nothing about and, that. And having and a bazillion things in the seventh house, yeah. yes. Well, <laughs> it also might be that he's looking for. He wants somebody to be a, you know, 
business partner as well. Yes. Yeah. No, that could be. Yeah. Somebody that he can. I think he does have a business partner. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, that would fit as well. Yeah. Friend, business partner, lover. (laughs) Yeah. The whole enchilada. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, the the biggest, again, I go back to the moon square Pluto is that's a challenge. Yes. Yeah. Not just the Saturnian piece. That's a biggie. Yeah. You got to dig into that. That's deep emotional stuff down there. Yes, it is. Yeah. He don't don't want to look at. He wants to keep it buried because it's challenging. And so. Yeah, that will that will be kind of a deciding factor in terms of how things work out. I think, you know, the potential there, the potential is there. Yes. It's not there without a lot of challenge and work. Yeah. 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 I think we both can agree on that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anonymous guy, um, I will be looking for some feedback. I will pass it on to Jill as well as myself and possibly to the audience. We'll see. And and (laughs) just to mention to you and me that his midheaven IC in this system is the same as yours and mine. I know. I know. I saw that and I went, do, 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 do. <laughs> Aquarius stuff that he's got. My my son in Aquarius is at twelve degrees. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, see I no longer have your chart data. Oh, well there you go. Yeah. Whereas for me, the Aquarian piece, I kind of fall in as a square between his Venus and his moon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But no. yeah, no, I noticed that M C I C. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason you and I are doing his, having a look at his chart. Chart, exactly, exactly. (laughs) reason we're doing it today. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We're in tune. Oh, how wonderful. (laughs) Okay, so um, Jill and I need to have a bit of a chat, which we can share online, um, because we've become a collaboration. Um, my technical skills are improving. We are now, uh, I'm now able to put these um, sessions up on YouTube. And the easiest way now that I know of to find us on YouTube is to go to my website. But eventually we will have the same icons and stuff because going through either Twitter or the YouTube thing can also is also on my website now. Um, you click on those and it'll take you straight to uh, my YouTube channel. But we will share these once we get Jill's YouTube channel up. <laughs> but, you know, we're old, so don't expect it, um, all of that to happen overnight. But some of it is happening. Also, the this program is also going to be going up on uh, Spotify. I'm just, my mind is, yeah. Anyway, I I had another session. I've got a guru in Australia, Linda Johnson of Scullywag Services, who is, you know, obviously can dance through this whole social media, whatever. I'm just... Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, it's, I'm barely keeping up, trust me. I'm like, you know. Um, Anyway, but I was thinking that maybe what we should do, um, so next week, 
I would normally, and so I'm just curious, Jill, if you're up for this, I would do an overview of the month of December for the audience, just so that they know what sort of things are happening. Um, are you up for that? Sure. Sure, she says. All right, good. Um, we, we need to figure out whether we're going to try to do a yearly, a year focus um, during the month of December. She's contemplating that. I'm not, not, not as keen on that, I think. But. Okay, well, that's okay. We can, I mean, we can figure this out. The yeah, other thing yeah. I was curious about that we might do is um, a series of podcasts slash YouTube videos on um, basic principles of mm -hmm. astrology that we could put up. Yeah. How does that sound? Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> As you know, when, whatever we're doing, I'm sort of doing it in the moment. So I'd rather. Perfect. Okay. So um, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I can, I can offer the structure within which you can play. How's that? That's fine. <laughs> that sounds fine. Hey, so this is astrologers working astrology. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, folks, so just so that you know, we will come up with a series of new podcasts. Uh, and we'll go through, yeah, we'll ground it out in some fundamentals of astrology. Those will be podcasts slash YouTube videos that you can access and go back to whenever you need to. Um, and for next week, we will look at uh, what's happening coming up in the month of December. Um, I'll secretly try to talk her into doing a full year, but we'll work on that as she <laughs> laughs and chuckles in the background. But in the meantime, just so that folks who are out there live, uh, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And keep safe, and we will talk to you again next week. And I need to find, oops, I can't do it that way. I need to bring up my closing tunes. Oh, and that didn't work. Oh dear, we might have to keep talking. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? Oh, that's how I do it. Nope, that isn't how I do this. I've lost it. Oh no. Oh no. I've lost my ending music. Oh, can I find some? I can find some. There it is. Okay, folks, take care. Oh.